I've often heard about a, a survey some years ago that was given to Catholics in Italy. And this survey asked them, who do you go to most in prayer? Who do you talk to when you pray? On this list, of course, the Blessed Mother is way up there. There was St. Francis of Assisi, an Italian favorite, St. Anthony of Padua, also an Italian favorite towards the top of the list. Padre Pio, the great miracle, Italian miracle worker just, uh, who lived just in this past century, was even above St. Francis. They love him. They'll pray to him all day. And then you take your finger to the survey and you read it, and you go down, 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 down. And way down there in like eighth or ninth place, you find Jesus. There's only one response to that, especially as a priest, a big face palm. Oh no, what did we do wrong? How could Jesus be in eighth or ninth place? The woman in the gospel today doesn't find that approach, going to the saints first, very helpful. When she tries to approach Jesus and his apostles, his apostles, who are some of the best saints now, are saying, go away. Lord, turn her away, send her away. She's not finding them all that helpful. They're not saints yet, that's why. When they become saints, they'll direct her to Jesus, and that's part of the whole point of the saints. But she does something very, very right. She keeps going to Jesus, and she does so persistently. Even though she goes to Jesus, I have to admit, there's a few moments that it doesn't seem like that's very helpful either. She goes to Jesus like she should, and she pleads with him, and his response is silence. She pleads with him again. He says, basically, I'm not here for you right now. Get in the back of the line. She pleads with him a third time. And he actually, like, insults her, apparently. But notice what he didn't do. Notice what he didn't do and what his apostles were asking him to do again and again and again. Send her away. He doesn't do that. You see, Jesus is not denying this woman. He is testing her. He is giving her the thing that all of us need and few of us want, a little exercise, a little spiritual exercise. But he's not denying her. And because of that, we can conclude, and this is essential, this is important, grace isn't absent. In this moment, though it appears like her asking, her, prayer, her praying, her prayer isn't working. Grace is not absent. Jesus does not send her away. In fact, through the woman's persistence and through her tenacity, her own heart and her own mind is changed. Everyone, this has been the constant teaching of every great spiritual master our tradition has to offer. The very fact of asking and praying persistently, without stopping, without giving up, coming back to it again and again and again, that very fact of doing that changes our hearts and minds. If we want to grow in prayer, God doesn't ask great insight. He doesn't ask for a clever meditation. He doesn't ask for the perfect book to read or the perfect place to pray. 
He asked for persistence and perseverance. Now, how does he change our minds and hearts? Simply by going to him again and again and again? I don't know. It depends where grace is leading us. In the beginning, when we pray, we might find it difficult because we pray selfishly in a place of self-focus. That's okay. That's okay. Keep going. Through perseverance, grace draws the heart to be selfless, to be focused and find its rest in God. In the beginning, we may find it difficult to pray because we pray for the wrong thing or we ask superficially, but that's okay. Keep going. Through perseverance, grace draws the heart and the mind to the deeper, pure, more satisfying gifts which God wants to give. Stuff like peace, contemplation, a heavenly desire, not just earthly stuff, but a desire for heaven, freedom, forgiveness of sins through God, reconciliation with shame, reconciliation and freedom from guilt. In the beginning, we may find praying difficult because we treat it as an escapism from the difficulties in our lives, but that's okay. Keep going. Through perseverance, grace draws the heart and the mind to accept with gratitude the trials and the sufferings of our daily life. Wherever we start, it doesn't matter. Perseverance, that's the key to growth. Never give up. And perseverance in approaching Jesus of prayer always benefits, always changes our hearts and our minds. I know that this little statement comes to our hearts and minds often, especially when we feel stagnant and, and like we're not growing and nothing's happening in my prayer. And we can often say stuff like, I say it too, I want to grow in my faith. I want more faith. That's a good desire. But I just want to point out that faith isn't always the issue. I know that it's true for me personally when I step off the rock, just, just a couple steps and then I'm right back, but just a little baby step off the, rock, off the right path. It isn't the issue of faith so much. What God has wanted over and over again for a heart and mind that feels stagnant and stuck, like growth in prayers and happening, what God wants to do is to awaken hope. Hope is the engine, the motor, that Jesus uses to drive growth in prayer and virtue. It's the engine, the motor, which drives perseverance. When prayer grows difficult, when, those, when we're sitting in silence and before the Blessed Sacrament or in a, a quiet spot in our house or wherever we're at and we're trying to pray, and these thoughts come to my head, this is pointless, nothing's happening. I don't need this. There must be another way. What's the secret? Why can't I do this? All those thoughts come to our head. It's hope that says, that's all a lie. Keep going. It's hope that says, God promises you a beautiful, deep prayer life. It's hope that says, God will make this fruitful. It's hope that says, it gets better. And so it's hope that drives us again and again and again to pray, even when it appears like Jesus is not answering. And so everyone today, in the gospel with the Canaanite woman, let's remember that even though it seems like she's been turned away, that's not true. Grace is not absent. 
And grace is not absent because hope is alive in her heart. It's telling her to keep going. It gets better. And it's leading her again and again and again to Jesus.